the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Uh, joining me this week, and we're going to do this, we're going to triple, ta- triple team them again this week. Uh, most of you know the, my good friend and the doctor of the show, Dr. Kevin Suggs. But this week, hey, how are you? Hey, but this week we are going to be joined by. I think this guy is like is is he's just like amazing. When you listen to his story, he had me in tears when he came on the show as a as a as as a segment. We did a segment on him, and he almost had me in tears. Welcome to the show um, again, Max Solomon, Attorney Max Solomon. Should I say Esquire? Should I say that Max Solomon? <laughs> Thank you for having me. You guys ready to have a good show? Let's do it. Yeah. You know, um, you, know <laughs> you you guys know, I mean, Kevin, you know, because you've done, uh, this is what, like your 13,000 time doing the show. <laughs> putting, this, putting this stuff together sometimes gets like, like, really? Do we really want to talk about that? Do we really want to hit this? Do we really want to piss these people off? Or, you know, do, should we just like, you know, just piss everybody off, right, Kevin? <laughs> no, you do it. You bring up the stuff that's relevant that people, it's on their minds, you know? You're yeah. on point. Max. You better run for the for the for the hills after this show. I'm just gonna let you know that. You ready for that? <laughs> so, so Max, let's let's. I mean, and and let, I'll give you three minutes. Let's talk about who is Max Solomon. Go ahead. All right, uh, Max Solomon is an immigrant uh, from Nigeria. I moved to the United States about 30 years ago, and I I'm I'm just grateful for the opportunities that this country has afforded me. As you said, I'm an attorney, practice in Illinois and Indiana. Uh, I am also a candidate for state representative for the 38th district, the southern uh, suburbs uh, where I live. Um, I'm just grateful to be here. Um, uh, thanks for having me. Hey, well, you know what? We're happy to have you on. I think it's going to be a, a good show. Some of the topics that we're going to be uh, discussing. I know one of the things that I, I want to get up, get on and, and discuss just like right off the bat I had no idea that Trish, I, think, I, I don't know how to say her, I, I may butcher her last name as uh, I always butcher people's last name, forgive me. Uh, Trish Regan or Reagan, Trish Regan was either suspended or fired from Fox News. I had no idea that happened. Did you? Had you guys known that she was fired or let go or suspended? Yeah, I heard that like a few days after her, her rant. Yeah. What about you, Max? Did you know? Yes, I heard that too, uh, just like Kevin. So I, I mean, for for the next for this first segment and, and maybe a portion of the next segment, I want to break down some of the stuff that she was talking about that would lead uh, 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 um, uh, a place like Fox News to let her go. Because I went through that thing, I went through that video, I listened to it probably about four or five different times, and I I, I just couldn't find what she said 
that was like uh, to the point where they would be willing to suspend her or fire her. So, you know, let's let's set this up. So as you guys know, uh, right at the beginning of this, when this outbreak was first starting to uh, hit, you know, uh, not everybody knew what we were actually dealing with. And the media, the Democrat Party, the Democratic Party, they immediately pounced on it and used this as a uh, uh, a political weapon. Right. So Trish Regan came on the show and um, came on her show on Fox Business Network. And so she started with she started with this. Uh Oh, my mouse is the chorus of hate being leveled at the president is nearing a crescendo as Democrats blame him and only him for a virus that originated halfway around the world. This is yet another attempt to impeach the president. And sadly, it seems they care very little for any of the destruction they are leaving in their wake. Losses in the stock market. All this, unfortunately, just part of the political casualties for them. You know, this is a time to be united not to be pointing fingers, not to be encouraging hate. And yet, what do we see? We see the absolute opposite from the left tonight. Good evening, everyone. I am Trish Regan. The hate is boiling over. Many in the liberal media using, and I mean using, coronavirus in an attempt to demonize and destroy the president. Now, now, you heard the first clip, right? Now, Max, I'm going to start with you, Max. Did you hear anything there that was, um, you know, demeaning or... Did she say anything that you think she should have gotten fired for right there? Not at all. Absolutely nothing there that I heard. Kevin? Uh, nothing. No. She was just stating the facts. And what were those facts? Kevin? You know, just, just talking about, um, you know, the media and how they're kind of going after, you know, Trump. And it's just getting out of control. Well, you know what? She continues. I don't think the president is capable of telling us the truth about the coronavirus. They have no. So this. So let me set this up real quick. So you heard what she, how she started it off. She's basically saying what the media was saying. The media was 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 coming after the people. And so then she played what the media was actually saying. I don't think the president is capable of telling us the truth about the coronavirus. They have no plan. They have no plan. The virus is going to kill Americans regardless of their stupidity. This administration right now looks like they couldn't organize a one-car parade. He is not going to be able to have his rallies, and it is going to psychologically torment him. The president should lead, or else he should get out of the way. Stay on the golf course. This may be Donald Trump's Katrina. Yeah. This is... An event that could take down a president. There's no confidence in the president in anything he says or does. I wish he would just be quiet. Oh, did you guys hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Give your thoughts, please. Go ahead, Max. Go ahead, Max. Well, it's just reflective of, of the current situation. And, and that's exactly what the uh, reporter, Reagan, uh, was, was talking about. So, like Kevin said, she's stating the fact. Uh, I've actually, I've heard more vicious things being said about the president. Of the well, I didn't want to play that. I didn't want because it's been, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this still is a PG show, so I, I didn't want to play yeah. some of the other stuff that I that I that I that I saw out there. I wanted to keep it, you know, like really simple and and not really, you know, because there's some stuff that's been said out there. I mean, even from the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, which I thought was right. just bad. Kevin, what about you? You know, I, I just think they're, they'll, they'll take anything to try and, you know, 
propagate their their agenda, which is to get Trump out of office. So they're looking for anything. They're stretching. You know, they're coming up with lies. They're just, you know, it's just so much opinions that uh, really, you know, no one's really listening to them anymore, but they think they have an audience. Yeah, because they're in that bubble. But, you know, Trish continues. This is impeachment all over again. And like with the Mueller investigation, like with Ukraine Gate, they don't care who they hurt. Whether it be their need to create mass hysteria to encourage a market sell-off, unlike anything we've seen recently, or whether it be to create mass hysteria in order to stop our economy dead in its tracks, don't kid yourself. They told us how much they crave a recession as a way to get rid of Donald Trump. I mean, where is the lie in that? Where is the lie? Because, listen, this is not a defend Trump. This is a, this is a, this is a defend America. This is let's not allow the stupidity that's going on out there from the from the media and, and from those, some of those that are on the left. I think it's I think it's imperative that we push back and say enough of this. Am I right or am I wrong, Kevin? 100 percent correct. You know, we, we've got to stop it and we've got to we've got to fight back. What are your thoughts, Matt? I absolutely agree. And she just shared my sentiment uh, a few days after uh, this whole thing broke. I, I posted on one of my Facebook postings and I said, it appears to me that some Americans, uh, clearly the media, uh, would rather see the downfall of America economically, socially, uh, in order to say, yeah, we got him, we are right, Trump is wrong. Right. The level of destruction that they're willing to accept uh, just, to, just to be able to say Trump was wrong, it's baffling to me, and it's actually scaring me. It's, it's beyond scary. And then they try to silence those that are out there trying to question the decisions that they're making as if as if we want to see Granny get thrown off the cliff, as if we want to see people die from that or, or as if we don't we're not taking this coronavirus serious. We are. Yet we can still question. We can still pose questions to the to, to, to the people who think who think we're just idiots and we just go and do whatever they tell us to do. You know, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm I'm I'm. I'm Usa, Usa, Usa. Because I'm, I'm, I'm serious, guys. I'm serious. This is America. This is America. This, this, the, these are the United States of America. And they're trying to pit us against each other. They're trying to allow us to destroy each other. We have to fight back. And when we come back from break, guys, I'm, I'm going to continue this with this Trish Regan because I think she made some very valid points in her, um, in her, as you called it, Kevin, her rent. You know, hey, you're listening to Black and White live on AM560 Answer. Hey, give us a call. We want to know what's on your mind. How do you feel about this, what Trish Regan is talking about? If you miss any of our shows, go to 560theanswer.com and check out all of our past episodes. While you're at it, like the Black and White Facebook page and interact with us all week long. We'll be right back with Kevin, Max, and John Anthony. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Alongside my two guest co-hosts for this week, Max Solomon and Kevin Suggs, who are enjoying the corona lockdown. <laughs> hey, guys, uh, before, before we head to, to uh, continue with Trish... Uh, I got somebody on the call on the phone who's a you know he he calls the show he's a, he's a 
big supporter of the show. Jim from South Elgin. CBS trying to make Trump look bad. What's up, Jim? How you doing, my friend? All right, what, what, you're not in any yeah. country right now, are you? Well, I'm actually uh, I'm uh, in Indianapolis, driving back to Chicago. Uh, and frankly, you know, if you guys people have some extra time and money, you should go take a get a buy a ticket for fifty bucks, go someplace, spend money, rent a car, and feed these industries because they need it. Amen. They um, do. It's unbelievable. I just bought I just bought a round trip ticket to Cancun at the end of this month for two hundred dollars. Oh my goodness! Now's so the time. Get out there and travel, and if, if keep the the money circulating. But anyways. Yeah, CBS. You know, recently there was uh, uh, they 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 had a, a they were showing videos of of people waiting in the hospital. It was actually footage from some movie or something that was put in what they were. Oh, uh, the Italy, Italy. On. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, in Italy, in New York, and stuff. You know, plus you can go and see what Bill Maher. You Google Bill Maher. Hold on, don't uh, don't, don't steal my thunder. Ago. Don't steal my thunder, Jim. I got that's coming up next. Don't steal my thunder. <laughs> oh, well, that that's in that, that these people are all in the media like this, and this is why the media. Should be ignored. Don't buy their products. And if you try to get to their people that advertise for them, tell them to quit advertising on these channels because yeah. they're just promoting filth and garbage. They are. Hey, Jim, thanks so much for calling the show. And Thank thanks you. so much for all you do, too, you know, in the world. You're well, a good man. I try. I wish I'd do more. When I win the lottery, I'll do more. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Jim. Yeah, but, you know, he, 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 that was a perfect segue into this next, seg- the next uh, audio clip that I want to play because when, when I heard this clip, when I heard it on with, 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 when Trish put this together, and I heard this. I said, you have got to be kidding me. And you know what? I'll just let you, the listener, decide. Do you see now why I say we need a recession? I know it's going to be painful, but we have to get rid of this guy. A recession is a survivable event. What Trump is doing to this country is not. Recessions are survivable events. I've been hoping for a recession. People hate me for it, but yeah, it, it would get rid bad. of Trump, so you shouldn't hate me for it. I mean, recessions are really bad. People lose their jobs. And their I homes, know. And we, and we shouldn't wish. It's worth it. Wow. People will lose their jobs. Oh, so nonchalant. Oh, not bad. It's just a recession. Just to get if if it'll get rid of Trump, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And and again, I'm not saying that they knew the coronavirus was coming, but the way they use the reporting of the coronavirus to scare the heck out of people. I almost said some the other word to scare the <laughs> heck out of people. I mean, imagine if anybody on the right had said that when Barack Obama was president. The the outrage. That we will be hearing. Am I right, Max? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it goes to my point earlier that it's amazing to me and scary to me the, the level and the extent that some people would like or wish to see America fall just to be able to say, yep, Trump was wrong. Kevin? You know, the, the problem is, is that these leaders and the media are, you know, are trying to indoctrinate what I, what I call the sheeple, you know, and the sheeple are believing it, you know, and they're emotional over something that they're, that's not founded on anything. And, and it's kind of scary, but, you know, they're doing the intimidation. They're doing, you know, you can't speak, you know, what you, what you believe unless it falls in line with them. And that's just, that's, we're going down the wrong path with this. I, I agree. So, you know, hey, Candace, we got Candace from um, Wisconsin. Candace is, is, calls the show all the, every time that she's um, hyped up about something. Hey, Candace from Wisconsin, what's going on? I'm glad that you played that whole thing because I only heard bits and pieces of it on Twitter, but everything she said is accurate, you know? And I'm up here in Wisconsin, and we don't have it as bad as other states have it. Um, and I'm driving up to Florida and Decor because I have things to do and things to get done, but... 
they've scared the electorate so much, you guys, yeah. that people don't even want to come out and vote here. Yeah. You know, it's bad. They're going to steal the election on April 7th. Let's hope. Let's hope not. Balloting. Yeah. So 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 are you guys on a shelter in place up in Wisconsin? Yeah, but I'm not really paying attention to it. I think I got COVID back in February. I had to go visit somebody from church at the at the um, at the hospital, and three or four days later, I had a chest um, thing. I never get anything yeah. like that. Um, so I just I doubled up on my vitamin C. I started taking four thousand to six thousand IU's of yeah. liposomal uh, vitamin C a day. Yeah, and then I we have an infrared sauna at home. But those are key, really key. And um, I started going in that every day, and it was gone in five days. Wow. Well, but it was it was a walking pneumonia because I had labs taken um, the week that I was sick uh-huh. when I went to the doctor, and they just came back two days ago, and I had walking pneumonia. Wow. Well, Candace, thanks so much yep. for calling us and continue to listen to the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I said the same. Kevin, you and I, we had this discussion last week that I also believe me and my entire family had it back in uh, January. Um uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because my wife, she was like, well, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I had it. I forget this. Ah, I just said my wife and it brought it back to my remembrance. <laughs> so I, I, I guess I need to I need a place to sleep tonight. So I better ma- I better mention this. <laughs> As you guys know, my wife is an author. She released her new book today, uh, Beyond the Limits. Uh, you can find it on Amazon or on her website, DebraCAnthony.com. I had better plug that because or else I'm not going to. Um, sleep comfortably tonight, <laughs> but but you know, you know, but but Trish continues because I, I, I really want to get this out because I think people really need to know what's actually being said out there. You know what I mean? Trish continues. Yep. You know, of course, these are people's jobs that the left does not mind seeing them lose. These are people's four hundred one ks that are being decimated, and that's okay with them. That's okay with the left. Yeah, you know, in some ways, they almost seem to be cheering it on. Is she right? Yeah. They can go right. to any length. They can go to any length to get what they want, and that's what they want Trump out. It's it's almost as if they all want this. It's, and, and and I'm not gonna say all because I know people that 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 that, that are you know they're really suffering from this. Um, right. And 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 sometimes what 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 they try to make it make you feel like is if they shame you into feeling like you are, you know, heartless. No, I'm not. It's, I'm, it's just the, it's just the opposite. I can still I, I believe we can do both. I believe I can be compassionate and making sure nobody wants. That's why I haven't gone to see my mother. That's why I mean, I haven't gone to see anybody that's, uh, you know, over the, 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 the right now, the, the affected age, because I don't want them to die. But I can still challenge you. So li- listen to listen to the media's retort. Containment has failed and mitigation is the next objective. It is a pandemic. I'm glad that CNN is calling this new coronavirus outbreak for what it is, which is a pandemic. This is sort of a perfect storm. The ship has sailed here. CNN is now calling the coronavirus outbreak a pandemic. To say this thing is contained, that is a flat out lie. It's important, I think, to call this a pandemic. It's important. Why is it important for you, the, the media? So, so, so that you can blast your ratings, ratings, and so you can scare the heck out of people. People are living in so much fear. I get, I get inbox messages of people who are so afraid. Elderly people that that contact me through my Facebook. I went and got groceries for this lady. She was fearful to go out to go get herself groceries. This is what we're coming to. Is she yep. wrong? Is is what the media? When you look at what they said, what what are your thoughts about that, Max and Kevin? 
you know, you know I'll, I'll say that, you know, they're trying to in, induce fear to control, you know, bottom line. And unfortunately, it's working, you know, and I just I don't, I don't see how people can continue to buy into this. I mean, you, you got to come down to common sense and go, hey, this just doesn't make sense. Or, you know, we see your motive. You know, the motive is the key. Max? Yes. Uh, it reminds me of a uh, com- uh, press conference that a president had, and he was a little bit uh, not happy with, with a question that one of the reporters had asked. <laughs> and, and it reminds me of the fact that that it seems to me that the media is more interested in uh, what uh, the president calls sens- sensationalism. Yeah. Um, where it, it sells, it, 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 it improves their ratings to sell fear yeah. and, 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 and hopelessness. And we're all going to die. This is the end of America. This is the end of the world. And it's going to be president's fault. We're all going to be dead. And I just don't, I don't, I don't see that. I'm not taking, uh, the seriousness. Uh, any less of, of coronavirus, right. but but I'm looking for okay, where is the hope? Where, where is the solution? Yeah. We all in it together. How do we get out of it? I'm not seeing that being sold by the left. That's it. And you know what? Um, we we talk about some of that hope coming up in the next segment, uh, Max. Uh, with with the <laughs> let me try to say it. Hydro- hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> We talk about that. Oh, yeah, guys, you guys, they, they were talking about me, Kevin and Max, all this week because I couldn't initially say what that was. But, hey, you know what? Hey, we're taking a break. And while we do, head to the Black and Right Facebook page. Give us a like and tell us what you think of today's show. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me, my guest co-host, Max Solomon, and as you guys know him as the Dr. Kevin Suggs. <laughs> so, guys, we, we, I, I really want to um, finish this Trish Regan thing, so I'm going to get right to her, her next um, audio clip, and then we got the phone lines are starting to blow up. So, But I definitely want to get this out because I think it's really important, especially this next clip. This is impeachment all over again complete with a whistleblower to complain about our health and human services committee, right? It's critical, you know what, that we look at these numbers with a clear lens. I want to remind everyone that the CDC estimates that this year's seasonal flu has resulted in roughly 34 million cases and 20,000 deaths in the United States alone. The seasonal flu. From 2009 to 2010, nearly 61 million Americans got swine flu, and more than 12,000 Americans died. As many as 575,000 people worldwide died of the swine flu. And was there any criticism? No. Uh Because why? (laughs) Because the media didn't want to insult their precious President Obama, I suppose. Ouch. Did she step on toes on that last comment? And I think that has a lot to do with it. And also considering, remember, we were in a deep recession coming off 2008, going into the, the first very first year of Barack Obama's presidency. And imagine if imagine that the media had had this reaction to win. Because remember, we didn't know how dangerous the swine flu, the H1N1 was either. 
We had no idea how dangerous it was. But imagine if their reaction, the, the reaction they're having today, was the same reaction they had in 2009. Where would we be as America? Right? Right. right. What's your response, Kevin? You know, it's, it's, it's like she said, you know, it was probably got her in trouble. You know, they, they were not going to do anything to, you know, say anything bad about, you know, President Obama at the time. And so they were, they were they ignored a lot of things that he did. You know, there was no public coverage or news coverage on the things. And he did a lot of things. When I go back and look, you know, that was not, you know, that it could have been handled better the same way they were kind of critiquing Trump now. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's a matter of them just, you know, doing what they want. And they're they're out to get, you know, President Trump. So Operation Takeout Trump. Part of it. Yep. Max. Yes. And I remember when this wine flu thing uh, uh, broke out. Um, I don't think there was any call or any uh, support or even mention of the the economy being shut down. And you're right. At the time, we were just coming out of a recession. And so we're trying to get back uh, to to work and make things work. Uh, I just couldn't imagine if this response that we're getting now was the same response that Obama uh, got or, or had back then correct uh it just shows you the uh, the media bias it, the, it, they love who they love and they hate who they hate that's right well they love trump prior to him becoming putting that on that scarlet letter before his name but i want to finish with trish why the melodrama on such an agitated scale right now why are the markets reacting like this i'll give you two words donald trump and the media doesn't like him people including the media and some investors are allowing their own hate and their own bias against him to spiral out of control, leading to massive sell-offs right now in the market. Anytime there's this kind of disruption in the supply chain, anytime people cut back on spending, there will be economic softness, which can lead to a recession. And we're probably due for one now. But we'll recover. We always do. For the media to spin a narrative that this sell-off and this virus are all a result of President Trump, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. Is she she wrong? Max? She is absolutely right. I I share her sentiment, and I see it. I see it play out. She's not just talking out of a vacuum. Uh, She played several clips of, of, of uh, things that were said by, by various reporters. And we hear it. Again, you remember you said you didn't want to play the worst part yeah. of them. <laughs> we, we hear them. I hear them. Uh, it plays out daily. And you just, you just see it. And any intelligent person can, can see that this is more a direct uh, attack towards uh, the president yeah. than any, any other... Kevin? Uh, uh, you know, the people the people see what's going on, and, you know, it's even beyond intelligence. It's just what they feel, and they, they've already trumped up that they're not going to believe anything. They're going to try to, you know, say anything wrong possible, and so they're, they're just going to keep moving forward, even if it doesn't make sense. They've got to get their object, objective fulfilled, and that's to get them out, you know, in November. Yeah, I, I, I posted to all of my social media, OT, OT, people were like, what is that, Toto? I was like, no, it's Operation Takeout Trump. By any right. means necessary. Uh, oh, and, and and right. And by the way, if I may chip in, recently Adam Schiff is about to start another uh, show. Yes, he's about to. Uh, <laughs> he's about to impeach uh, Trump the third, the second time. <laughs> help us. Lord. It, it, 
yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. So, so <laughs> I, I got a message from George on the Facebook feed. You and that cuz. Yeah, that's for a certain friend named Dom. I just want him to see just the love, the love, the love of the Cubs. <laughs> Hey, you're listening to Black Right on AM560 Answer. I'm John Anthony. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook at J Anthony Speaks, at J Anthony Speaks. Interact with us. Tell us what you think of this show or what you want us to talk about. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Get up, get on up. I think I'm going to let that play just a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Saturday. We can dance. Ha! Come on. Hey, welcome back to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Alongside my guests. Well, I can't say alongside because they're at home, you know, probably with the feet up, drinking a Corona probably. Um, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, Dr. Kevin Suggs and Max Sullivan. You guys okay? Yes. Doing good. So what do you think about Trish Regan and, and that whole segment? Those couple of segments, I should say. For me, it's unfortunate that she got the treatment that she got. I, I don't see anything that she has said or done to, uh, uh, to warrant the, the treatment that, that she got. I agree. Kevin? Yeah, I think, I think she knew what she was doing, what she was saying. But I think, you know, just like the rest of us, she's fed up with it and she took that opportunity to you know say hey you know we're not all people and yeah. we don't believe what's being said and done i agree so 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 max um i you know one of the reasons why i wanted you on because i've been watching your social media i love your hashtag crucify me now <laughs> oh my god i'm like oh boy is he does he really know what he's asking i said that right Cabello. um does he know and um I said, he said you, you were talking about one of the, the, the not, I'm not going to call it a cure. A lot of people have said Trump has called it a cure, which he hasn't. Uh, would you say it's a treatment form uh, of hydrochloroquine and the other one with the A? Uh, Max, I'll let you say that. <laughs> because you, you talked about, Max, about how you're from Nigeria. And when you look yeah. at the map of where people who are, are, are affected by this the most, you look at the continent of Africa, you don't see a lot of cases. Explain that. Well, here's the thing. I'm not a doctor, and by no stretch of the imagination would I represent myself to be one. However, uh, in times of crises, one of the things that I look for in a leader, in an effective uh, leader, is, is not a, a message of doom. Oh, we're all going to die. It's over. The world is about to collapse. Let's shut down our economy. Let's shut down people's businesses. Let's shut down their livelihoods because it's all over. That's not what I want to hear. What I want to hear is hope and solution. So Amen. I was just listening to one of the, the president's uh, press release, uh, press uh, conferences, and then he said something about hydrochloroquine. There it is. And he immediately he got my attention because I grew up in Lagos, Nigeria. I was born in Lagos, Nigeria, and you would find out that any Nigerian in my generation or the generation of my father, or even current generations, they are very familiar with hydrochloroquine. Now, we don't call it hydrochloroquine. I grew up calling it chloroquine. Okay. We would take that drug. It was like the staple go-to drug. Not the fishbowl cleaner, though. Not, not the fishbowl cleaner, correct? 
Not let's let's, let's no, right. not that. Let's definitely not said. that. We clarified, not the fishbowl cleaner. Okay, go ahead, man. No, definitely not that. This was an anti-malaria drug. It worked for malaria. It worked for a lot of diseases and viruses back when I was growing up. So when I heard the president said that, I was very uh, encouraged. I said, "Wow, okay, great. If this drug is going to work, I am familiar with it. It's not going to kill you." And the president said that it's not going to kill you. It's been around for a long time. So here's what I was expecting. I was expecting the next day for the media to rally around the president and Dr. Fauci or uh, whoever is in the uh, in the medical world to trump up or to ramp up support for this drug. I was shocked and surprised the next day when I started hearing the media knock it and say, oh, it's, oh, it's going to kill everybody. It's uh-huh. gonna be not, it's, it was just disappointing. So, yes, I'm familiar with it, and I'm hearing that it's working uh, for some people who are taking it. I'm not a doctor, but I, I, I'm hearing a lot of good news about chloroquine. Kevin? You know, and, and, and to add to that, um, I was just listening um, the other day that um, Italy and France have already pretty much sanctioned this uh, to work. And my problem I have with Dr. Fauci, you know, I respect him, but he was making statements about, hey, you know, um, we don't want to, like, start up hype. You know, we're going to if people get a false sense of hope, they're going to go out and it's going to be a shortage. And, the, and I was like, he's going down a road that's not even there. Yeah. Obviously, if this is being used in Italy and France right now, and, it, and they've proven, they've got the results, because that's what we're basing everything on, that it can reduce the, um, the symptoms in five days, we should be moving forward. Our talk now should be, you know what, hey, about what about, um, you know, ramping it up? You right. know, what do we have here locally that we can ramp it up? You know, but instead, they're talking about, oh, it's going to take 12, 12 to 18 months. And the issue I have with that is that that's where, you know, I have a problem with pharmaceuticals because the time that it takes to test, they're right. adding that testing cost into the price of the of the um, of the prescription or the drug. And right now, from what I heard, and I, I don't have facts on this, but I heard it's only twenty dollars to get a to get a um, you know a dosage right now in Italy and France. That's it. So if that price goes up higher when it comes to the U.S., you know that that's where. The problem is where the pharmaceuticals are trying to make their money off something that could be a cure that can be instituted now. Sorry about going so long. No, no, that, no, 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 no. That's I'm really. Oh, that's. Right. I'm really I, passionate about that right now. <laughs> and, and, really I, cheap. I, and I think we have Very to do what we, cut. you know, and I think that's you got to understand the president's thinking. We got 30 seconds, but I think you have to understand the president's thinking. Uh, uh, he just passed the right to try act, you know, federally. Um, and right. I think I think his thinking is, hey, FDA. Get to it. Let's let's figure this out. Let's save people's lives, you know. Hey, Matt, Don, and Mike, you're on the line. Uh, when we come back from the next segment, I'm going to take your calls, okay? So hold the line. We'll take your calls when we get back. Uh, we're taking a break, and while we do, please head to the Black and Right Facebook page. Give us a like and a follow and tell us what you think of this show. Um, I think um, we, we're going to have uh, the second hour is going to be something that I think uh, we're, we're going hit, to hit a lot of people, wouldn't you think? We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside my guest co-host today, Max Solomon and Kevin Suggs. Hey, you know, before before we continue, I, I want to take these calls because Matt from 
You know, I got a lot of people from Wisconsin who listen to the show. Hey, thanks so much for the love, Wisconsin. Matt from Wisconsin. What's your comment? Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Good. So I'm a small business owner from Wisconsin. I started my business back in 2008. And uh, every year since then, I've made more than the year before. So it's been going trending the right direction. But I'll tell you what, since the 13th of March, it's just fallen off the map. And let's let's be very clear about this. This is a legitimate virus with a manufactured response. Mm. And I've been saying this for three Love weeks. It. The only goal here is to run the clock out and milk this thing until about October or November so whoever's on the ticket for the Democrats can say Trump tanked the economy and he he yep. boggled or screwed up on the responses. That's the only reason for this. Y2K, my aunt went and bought 18 flats of water, 47 yeah. cases of toilet paper. She was ready for the end of the world. Yeah, I remember this. It's, it's, not, it's not that big a deal. People need to calm down, relax. I mean, I see so many folks that are, there are for sale signs in so many bars and restaurants here. It's so sad to see. And it's all because they just have such a, a hatred and a vile, nasty opinion of Trump. And to hold the Americans over the barrel on this and to crush our economy because of your disdain for somebody yeah. is so irresponsible. So irresponsible. So, so Matt, Matt, what do you do? What, what, what type of small business are you in? So I'm somewhere in the middle between hairstylists and I would say nurses. I okay. do. I own a wildlife control company. So I'm the person that people call for homes and businesses when they have raccoons in their attics. Oh, chewing wow. on wires or defecating uh, when your skunk get, your dog gets sprayed by a skunk or your cat's attacked by a coyote. I do basically all wildlife uh, animal handling calls as a private contractor, and I stay very busy doing that. Yeah. But uh, folks right now, not knowing what the direction is for their jobs, a lot of folks are at home, and uh, the they want to make sure more are paid. They're they're home more. They hear more stuff, but they want to make sure they pay their mortgages, their taxes. And yeah. So unfortunately, until those folks get some more confidence back, my industry is hurting across the country. I, I talked to 4,000 guys and girls from Florida to, to Washington wow. and California to Maine, and, and I'd say 80% of us, just all of our calls fell off the map about three weeks ago. We're all hurting. Wow. Max, ho- hopefully it gets better for you. Thanks so much for calling the show, and, and thanks so much for listening from Wisconsin. Appreciate the uh, support. Absolutely love your show. You guys stay safe. And, again, let's just, let's just pray that we get this country back on track because Amen. we had a roaring economy, and we all want it back. All right? Stay Amen. safe. Amen. All right, uh, Don from Lowell, Indiana. Don, welcome to Black and Right. Uh, thank you. Uh, I love your show. Listen to it every Saturday. Thank you. The Republican Party and the president need to do one thing, first and foremost, get ahead of the Democrats on this. They, if they have to, should pay for a 45-minute prime time and explain to the American people what Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats did in this last bill by loading it up with stuff that does not have anything to do with COVID-19. It's all for their personal wish list. And then explain that how many respirators, masks, gloves, gowns, and face shields could have been bought Mm. but weren't bought because of the simple fact that the Democrats don't give a damn about the American people. They only care about gaining power back. Thank you. Hey, Don, thanks so much for calling. You know, there's actually something out there that shows how much um, of that money that was placed in there um, that could have bought all those things. I'm going to post it. I'm going to find it and post it it to the Black and Right Facebook page. Thanks so much for calling, Don. No problem. Thank you for the wonderful program. Thank you. Guys, that's the first hour. (laughs) First hour is in the books, but...
But uh, hey, when we come back though, from in, 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 the, in the second hour, I really want to play. Um, you guys remember uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Maddow, Rachel Maddow. Oh, Trump's yes. not bringing the USS Comfort. He's not bringing the USS Mercy. Well, we got a we have a clip of her saying that. Yeah, coming up in the second hour, it's going to be something else. And we're also going to talk about the my, my pillow speech from Mike Lindell. Uh, I thought what he some of the stuff he took was just didn't have to. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Hey, welcome back. Second hour of Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Join with my uh, guest co-host today, Max Solomon, the Nigerian, and the doctor, Kevin Suggs. Hey, guys, thanks so much for joining Black and Right today. Thank you. You guys ready for the, for the, final, for the final hour of power? <laughs> hey, you know what? Make but it happen. Before I went to the break, I wanted to play, I wanted to play um, something. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why the media, I, so many people say, well, you don't like the media. I don't. I don't. Because today's media, in, in, in their rush to be first, they can care less about being right. I believe that with every fiber in my bones. And let's let's listen to a, a particular um, media personality. In terms of uh, the happy talk we've had on this front from the federal government, there is no sign that the Navy hospital ships that the president made such a big deal of, the comfort and the mercy, um, there's no sign that they'll be anywhere on site helping out anywhere in the country for weeks yet. The president said when he announced that those ships would be put into action against the COVID-19 epidemic, he said one of those ships would be operational in New York Harbor by next week. It's nonsense. It will not be there next week. Oh, it was it was not there. So I had I had a clip of there was a horn you could hear going right behind and go. "Mm." That's basically saying we're talking. So, you know, I wondered if 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 the rear admiral would, would, would answer the question of, you know, what 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 took it so long? What took so long for the mercy and the comfort to dock in the ports of L.A. and uh, New York? And the rear admiral, George Pearson, joins the show. George, thanks so much for joining Black Bye. and White. <laughs> You're welcome, John. Hey, Kevin and Max. George. So, so, George, I mean, we, we, you and I talked about this, about this uh, comfort and mercy, and... It takes time for, 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 for a ship like that, that massive to get to dock. Why does it take so much time, and what's the process normally, if you know that? Sure. Well, you first have to figure out, well, again, it goes back to our Constitution. The states have to first ask for this help. The President of the United States is still limited. He can't just dispatch military. And let's remember that the USS Mercy, excuse me, the USNS Mercy and Comfort are both military units. Um, military uh, vessels that you just can't just right you just can't dispatch military units into a state without the first state um those governors requesting it then it has to go through the dod department of defense and the paperwork and a lot of the red tape in order to make sure that you're not violating the u.s constitution or state constitution correct oh that's the first then you have to man them. you you still have to outfit each one of these units 
And you sure? That means the supplies. Oh, yes, it takes the supplies. What specifically is the mission? None, nope. And again, if you look at what type of patients that they've been placing on both of these units, both of these vessels, they're still not living up to what was originally agreed to. Because right. now I hear that they've actually have um, COVID-19 infected patients that are on those ships, and they were not supposed to be on there. So again, this is this is the problem that you run into with the the, the extra layers of government and what you require. There it is. Um, Chairman Pearson, thanks so much for joining us and so eloquently putting that <laughs> into where people can really understand because I think a lot of people forget federalism. I think they forget they they forget the tenth the tenth amendment and why all of these things yes. are so important, right? Yes, absolutely. All right, thanks so much for joining us, but you're welcome. He's right, though, right, guys? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, federalism is real, and nobody gets it that the the, the federal government can't just come and, and take over a state unless martial law is declared, right? Right. Matt, I mean, attorney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, most people ignore uh, what's going on at their state level and, and conveniently go after Trump. Oh, he's the president, therefore uh, he's supposed to do everything and know everything. Uh, not, not, not keeping in mind that their governor uh, may be the first stop in most of these issues that could have been resolved at the state level. Yeah, and, and for all the talk of Trump being a dictator, um, I've seen a person who's like really been hands-off. And speaking of dictator, um, Max and Kevin, we talked about this um, a story out in Florida in Hillsborough County, uh, a Tampa pastor out on bond after allegedly violating safe at home order. Does the government have the right to shut down the church? Kevin. Well, you know, it, it, it has to come down to the, you know, the what's essential or what's not essential, um, you know, and then using common sense. Um, I think that they, they did the right steps of, you know, suggesting not to meet, you know, and trying to follow the guidelines for how many people, you know, gather together. Then it, it comes down to the, you know, the church leader to, you know, um, then make the right call. And, you know, I, I believe in faith. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer myself, you know, but you have to use wisdom, you know, uh, and I think the, the call to, to have the service was questionable. And I may get in trouble for saying that, but, that's nope. kind of how I feel about it. Nope, because I'm not I'm not taking my family into a church building. My 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 issue is is it is it constitutional? Can you I mean when you when you look at what's essential, let's let's, let's not even go there. When you look at who's picking who's determining what's essential and what's non-essential. So the church building is not not is, is is a non-essential, but the marijuana dispensaries and the abortion clinics are uh, essential. Do tell, explain that to me, Max, attorney. Well, the answer, the quick answer for me to your question as to whether uh, government uh, can or should be able to shut a church down, uh, the answer is emphatic no. Um, then you go to the next prong of that analysis where you're asking, okay, under what circumstances, under what situation can it be okay for government to shut down churches? And then, then, then we look at this coronavirus issue. Is this enough reason for the church to be shut down by the government? Now, they, you know, many people may have different answers and opinions on that. But for me personally, whenever, at any point in time, 
And according to uh, the U.S. history, this is part of why we fought uh, and we got the British, British out in the first place. We said, no, you can't tell us what to do without adequate representation. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if the, whenever the government steps into people's lives and say, hey, you can do this or you cannot do this or this is what you must do, it scares me personally. Yeah. Remember, I grew up in Nigeria under a military government. Uh-oh where we were told when to, <laughs> when to cross the street, how to cross the street, and, and when to stay home and when not to stay home. So these things bring, memory, bring back memory for me personally. Yeah. So my attention is quickly drawn to whenever a government tries to order uh, or prescribe or proscribe behavior at any level. Right. So... so- we got somebody online, Andrew. He wants to talk about the church closures. He's from West Chicago. Andrew, thanks for joining Black and Right. Oh, my pleasure to be on here. Thank so, you. So, 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 you, when it comes to the, the the churches being shut down, would you consider that constitutional or unconstitutional, or that should that's that's the wrong question? I I, I think that's the exactly right question to ask. I consider it to be to be very constitutional. Um, obviously, we have the right to uh, assemble for worship and the free exercise of religion that's guaranteed in the First Amendment. However, no rights are absolute, and in times of public health, else, um, especially when it comes to the state level, who has general police powers, or they have the absolute right to shut down and, um, assemblies for the purposes of protecting the public. So that's where I come on right now right. as a stance. Now, if the virus turns out to be not as bad as it now appears, which now every public health official is saying that um, this is truly something to be concerned about. But if this goes on and the virus goes down, um, then we have a little bit more question, um, a, lo- a little bit better question of whether it's constitutional or not. I mean, obviously, you can't just shut down a church. If there's not truly a good reason for it, but as it stands now, I don't see a court siding um, with an argument saying that they can't shut down an assembly right now. Okay. And it's, it is partly because of the Emergency Powers Act, correct? During a crisis like this, uh, well, that uh, that's really broad for a governor, correct? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. It's. it's I mean, I looked at the act um, this morning, and yeah, it is. It is very broad, but um, these are. If it would ever be applicable, it seems like now would be the time, yeah. just based on what every public health official is saying. Yeah. Hey, Andrew, can you hold the line? I, I, there's another question I want to have you. We have to. We on a on a break. Sure. And I, there's a question that I want to pose to you about this. So hold hold the line, and um, we'll come back to you. Thank you. Hey, you listening to Black and Right on AM five sixty Answer? I'm your host, John Anthony. Follow me on Twitter at J Anthony Speaks. Follow me on Facebook at J. Anthony Speaks. You're listening to Black and Right. We're talking about constitutional issues here, folks. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me today are my guest co-hosts, Max Sullivan and Kevin Suggs. What's up, buds? Going on? Hey, hey. Uh, so you know, before we went on the break, we had Andrew from West Chicago who was ex- talking about the church closures 
being constitutional. Hey, a- hey, Andrew, I, I think a, a, my bigger problem is how they're picking essentials and non-essentials. I think mm-hmm. Florida and a couple of other states did it correctly, where they allowed the church to be essentials. Because when you look back at the history of the church, the church has always been essential in dealing with um, different traumatic events that have occurred in our nation. Am I right or am I wrong? I, I totally agree with that. Unfortunately, I mean, well, let me step back because I totally believe that church, the a essential aspect of it is the gathering of believers. As, as we read in Hebrews 10, don't not neglect the gathering of believers. So, of course, it's important and as a huge aspect of our history. But at this time, I'm where the very... Um, act of gathering together is a risk, especially to the older uh, members of the church, then it's probably not the best time to do that right now. We'll have to find some substitutes. I know many churches are resorting to online um, platforms, and obviously that's not a substitute. I mean, it's not a replacement, but it probably could be a substitute, at least for the next couple weeks. But see, here's, here's, my, here's my point, and, and, and Max, I'll let you, 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 you chime in because I'm, I'm sure you're biting the bit to jump in. But here's, here's, what, here's what the pastor in Florida did, though. Uh, he, did, he, he enforced a six-foot distance rule between people. Everybody that entered the store, had, they gave out uh, hand sanitizer. Uh, he, he said he built a hospital-grade purification system um, in his church. So he, he created guidelines where... When you listen to Dr. Burks on last week, and I have a, I have a, a audio, and I may play it or not, I don't know yet. But what she said, if if if, if Rand Paul, who was sick, because uh, one of the the, the uh, media guys was trying to catch her up, and she said, well, if Rand Paul followed the guidelines, he would have would not have spread the virus. Um, so, um, my point is, he took steps, and to arrest him, ah, that's that screams that screams bloody murder to me. I don't know. What do you think, Andrew? I, I mean, I mean, yes, I, I can sympathize, sympathize with that pastor if he did follow the guidelines. Unfortunately, there's also something to be said about um, submitting to the governing authorities who are looking out for the safety at our time, of our time. So um, whether those guidelines were sufficient or not to actually stop the disease or not, I don't know. I'm not an epidemiologist yeah. or, um, you know, the governor made the decision at that time. And it's probably at least the smarter move and wiser move at this time just to abide by um, the governing authorities' uh, direction. Max? Thank you, uh, John. Two things uh, just come to mind uh, when we're in the discussion of these kinds of situation. Whenever government comes to your room or to your establishment and tells you what to do, how to do it, uh, one, it says that you are not capable of making that decision yourself. That means government thinks they can speak for you or decide for you. And that makes me ask, why can't the, the church themselves, the pastors, the board of directors, why not leave it up to them to make a decision after the government has done or should have done what they're supposed to do by providing informed or adequate information about the virus or about any situation. Hey, here's what's going on. Here are the dangers. We leave you to decide what to do. And I'm sure board, director, board of directors and pastors will do the best for their 
congregation. And apart from the board and, and the pastors, church members themselves can choose not to go to church. They don't have to go if they feel like, okay, this is so serious, it's not okay for us to gather. Let Leave it to the people to decide. Finally, and I'm going to say this, finally, whenever government orders something, either by executive order by governors or some kind of order by the president, the first thing that comes to my mind personally is, is it going to be enforced? When you think enforcement, which follows an order, that's where you run into pastors being arrested. Is mm. that what we want to see in our society? Oh, man. Are, are members of churches going to be arrested a mosque at churches? Is that what America is about? No. So when you order, when you place an order on something and you order people to do something, enforcement of that order comes comes right behind it. And that's what scares me. Uh-oh. Andrew? I, yes. I mean, on the first point, I... I my concern would be um, um, the reason why we have the shelter in place right now is because if people uh, who are not public health experts who don't understand the uh, danger of this flu at this time make those decisions, they are putting the public at risk. I mean, the whole idea of the shelter in place is to flatten the curve um, per se to you know make sure we don't overwhelm our hospital and medical systems. And so if we just leave that to people who do not understand the risks involved, then we're putting the entire public at risk. And so that's why I would um, say it would be better for the churches just to abide by the governing guidelines, at least for the short period of time. And, you know, there's a reason why, you know, the, (laughs) the religious liberty firms of our day, there's a lot of great ones out there, Alliance Defending Freedom, the Beckett Fund, who have not taken up this um, case at this time because uh-huh. they recognize uh, the need for this at this point. Now, I, yeah, as far as enforcement goes, yeah, that is concerning. Um, yeah, nobody wants to see a pastor gets arrested for holding a church service that, you know, screams all sorts of uh, scary references to totalitarian you know? regimes. Yeah, right. yes. So, yeah, I totally have concerns about that. Yeah, Kevin? You know, I I, I kind of lean a little bit towards with Andrew from the from the standpoint of um, abuse of that executive power. Uh, that is a concern for me, but I still believe that you know with technology. And I, I used to do it when I was uh, a worship leader at my church. There was times where I couldn't go because of work, so I got online. Yeah. And the corporate the corporate prayer or worship was still impactful you know, regardless if I was in the same room. So, you know, for a short term, we should still be able to do that. Now, long term, if they're trying to tell us to stop meeting as, as you know, as a congregation, that's a whole different story. Then that right. becomes a constitutional thing. Right. But right now, for two or three weeks, I think that we need to use wisdom and, 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 and abide by, you know, not having all on the guidelines that have been put out by the president and put out by, you know, the World Health Organization. Yes. Hey, Everybody's you know not going to like what I'm saying, but that's where I'm at. That's what, that's no, what no, I believe. No, 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 you're right. Yeah, you have a right to that opinion. Hey, Andrew, thanks so much for calling in the black and right. Um, I, want, I want to make sure you, you call in again because um, I, I, love, I love good back and forth, uh, of, especially when people may not agree on, 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 on certain issues. Um, but I think, I think when you look at the bottom line, I think we're all agreeing that this virus is something 
that we have to take serious and make sure that we can have the least amount of deaths as possible. So I think that's, mm-hmm. that's the one thing that we can find, the common ground we all can find about this whole subject. So, Andrew, thanks again for calling in, and I hope you, hopefully you call in, um, in f- for future shows, too. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And no problem. Wow. So, so you guys, uh, you guys, um, Max, I know you guys both know this next caller who wants to chime in. I, I'm going to let you know you have 45 seconds to chime in, Miss Teresa Rayborn. <laughs> How's it going? You want to join the conversation? <laughs> yes. Um, there's a lot of things that I have concerns about with what they've been doing, especially here in Illinois, and blaming Trump for not being prepared, even though it's really their job to protect us here in Illinois, and it's the federal government's job to act as backup. But also, just after only three weeks of this shelter in place, the Democrats are already pushing for this mail-in ballot yeah. for the general election seven week, or seven months out. What do they know after only three weeks that makes them think this is going to go on for another seven months? That, you know what? what is- why are they assuming that? And then mm-hmm. also with them trying to tell us that we need to call into 311 – and tattle on our neighbors who are Snitches not get stitches, but are still open. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. That's what I learned when I grew up from the, from, from Chicago. End up in hey, ditches. Hey, we, we've all heard the stories about Germany. You know what? What they were telling people? People were tattling on their neighbors back then. Yeah. Hey, Teresa. Like to yeah. Thanks so much for calling in the show. I uh, really appreciate. It. Thanks so much for all the support too for the show. Appreciate it. Wow, guys. <laughs> That was a that was a long segment, but I I thought I think it was an important segment. Hey, uh, we're taking a break. While we do, head over to the Black and Right Facebook page, give us a like and a follow. Please share this this video feed. Let everybody know that Black and Right is here. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM five sixty. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right. On AM560, The Answer, I'm your host, John Anthony. We just had a very good, deep discussion with Max Solomon and Kevin Suggs and Andrew from West Chicago about church arrest. And uh, I, thought, I thought everybody made, made good, valid points. Um, I also thought it was a great conversation. We don't do that here in America anymore. We don't allow, the, we don't allow opposing views to have a conversation, even if they don't agree. Am I right? Absolutely. You're right. So be, be, before before we go to the next segment, I want to take this call from Dominic from the South Side. Um, Dominic from the South Side, he's discussed it with Fox News. Dominic, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, great, great show, guys. Great show. Um, I I'm, I'm, love the guest. Uh, Max, I'm proud to call him a friend, and I hope he wins his election. What's up, Max? <laughs> hey, Dominic. <laughs> What's a good word? Hey, you know, the, the, this, you know, first they got Judge Janine Pirro. They gave her a little uh, uh, vacation for telling the truth about mentally ill Ilhan Omar. Um, and now this. I smell a rat, and his name is Paul Rhino. You do know he works behind the scenes at Fox. I did not know. Oh, yeah, I do recall he got he, He's on the board or something there, right? Yeah. yeah this, you know, this has his fingerprints all over it. Uh, Hey, I'm going to tell you one thing. If they ever mess with Tucker, I'm done. I'll never turn that show on again. <laughs> I hear you, Dominic. Hey, Dominic, thanks so much for listening to the show, and please continue. Share the word that Black and Right is on the air. Thank you so much. Great work, guys. Thank you. So if you guys were watching uh, the press conference that um, President Trump had with 
uh, a lot of the business community, um, uh, I think it was last week or so, he had uh, a friend of the show, and we've actually had him on the guest, as a guest, Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell gave a, a speech, but then he said this after his speech. I was, I was shocked, I'm not going to lie, but I was cheering on him. And Max and Kevin, I know you guys were too. Check it out. A friend of mine, Mike Lindell of My Pillow. Boy, do you sell those pillows? That's unbelievable what you do. Thank you, Mr. President, for your call to action, when, which has empowered companies like My Pillow to help our nation win this invisible war. God gave us grace on November 8, 2016 to change the course we were on. God had been taken out of our schools and lives. A nation had turned its back on God. And I encourage you to use this time at home to get get back in the Word, read our Bibles, and spend time with our families. Our president gave us so much hope where just a few short months ago, we had the best economy, the lowest unemployment, and wages going up. It was amazing. With our great president, vice president, and this administration, and all the great people in this country praying daily, we will get through this and get back to a place that's stronger and safer than ever. Hope. He pushed hope. Did you guys see the vitriol that came after him? Why was he there? What is he doing there? Who he, why, why would the president allow him to say something like that? Um, well, because he's, making, his, he's, he's using his facility to outfit 50,000 masks. Um, so, uh, yeah, the president, is, he, that's the reason why he was there. Um, did you see that? Yes. Yeah. I- what, what are your thoughts, Max? Well, not only him. I remember the president bringing up a lot of CEOs who who also spoke. Maybe not at that specific uh, press conference, but he's done it. I've heard uh, you know other CEOs speak. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think anything was wrong with him. He has contributed to uh, to the current to the solution of the current situation we're in, and he's, he's stepped up just like the president has asked many uh, companies to step up without without necessarily issuing uh, a, a, an order for them, the, the Defense Production Act, uh, you don't have to tell people to be responsible for them to be responsible, and that's my whole point. People will step up, Americans will step up and help, and that's the great thing about America. Yeah, we, we come are. together, we come together, and we make the problem go away. That's the beauty of America. Kevin? You know, my, my problem is, is that the only reason they had an issue with him is because he brought up God. Come on. You know, and, and the part about it is that, you know, if you look at the the professional sports, you know, when they get on the mic, they say, hey, first give an honor to God, you know, but no one really, you know, they kind of like let people say what they need to say. But because he said it and because he was saying something hopeful to back up Trump, that's where everybody, you know, the issue came in. Right. You know, but every, right. that's not the first time somebody's brought up God, you know, during their time of, you know, being on the air. Yeah. So I just right. think it's more part of that agenda, you know, from the liberal left, you know, to try to squash things and, you know, make it doom and gloom. I also think right. it was because he reminded them of what was prior to this coronavirus. He talked about what the, the president was able to accomplish uh, as far as, you know, the lowest unemployment. And then now, oh, Corona's here. I, th- I, think it, I think it had to do with he talked about God and then he, he reminded the masses about as to what what America looked like prior to the coronavirus uh, hitting our shores. And I think I think I think media hates that when you look at how they're coming after Trump, 
you know, you, you, you look at you look at the press conference that they have with Trump and you look at the press conference they have with, you know, people like Pritzker or Governor Pritzker or Governor Cuomo. It's really relaxed with them. But it's like, I got to get this. I got to get him. I got to chew him up. I got to get him. He's got to go. Am I right? Right. Yeah, yep. you're right. Oh, God. I mean, I, one day, one day we'll get back, hopefully, to a nation where we we, 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 we spew hope and not hate. You know, right. Uh, you listen in the black and white on AM five sixty. The answer. I'm John Anthony, alongside Max and Doctor Suggs. We'll be right back. Black and right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM five sixty. The answer. I am your host, John Anthony, joined uh, by phone with Max Sullivan and Kevin Suggs because we're, we're trying to practice the social distancing and respect the <laughs> shelter in order, right, Max and Kevin? <laughs> yes. Stay away from me. Six feet. <laughs> so if, you, if you've been in Walmart and Walgreens, you see they actually have like these placards on the floor that says, you know, this is basically six feet from the register. Have you guys been into the stores and seen that? Uh, since yeah. I, I think I saw that at Menards, yeah. <laughs> where you know people are just distancing themselves from the uh, fr- from each other, and some of them are like ten feet. And yeah. then, <laughs> so so did you guys get that article I sent you? Um, Ron Sandek, uh, friend of the show, friend of mine, he uh, posted an article on his LinkedIn account uh, by Dr. David Katz. Did you guys read that article that I sent you over to you? Right about the FISA. Uh, no, no, no. That's David Harsani or whatever his name. I'm talking about the guy with. Um, he he wrote about the whole Corona thing, and I just want to read a few excerpts and get you guys's, um, you know, expert opinions and you know how you feel about it. Um, he started the article off by saying this. I, th- I thought this was masterful. Only in a world of ideologues and demagogues, of propagandists and internet trolls, are our options limited to send everyone send everyone back to the world by some arbitrary date and never mind the body count versus everybody's grandparents in a coronavirus lockdown until many of them die or their causes before or, their, or, or die of other causes before ever again hugging their grandchildren. Indefinite lockdown and the indiscriminate largest are two variants on a common theme of heartless, thoughtless public health carnage. Of course, there is another way. What do you guys think about? I mean, think about that. And he's right. The two, the two and we've been talking about it today, the two camps. We got to open up America right now. No, we can't open America right now because Granny's going to die, and we're going to see you know all these people. Is he right? Is he wrong? And is there another way? Kevin, I think we lost. Oh, him. oh. <laughs> go ahead. No, Kevin. no, we're here. I, I was waiting for Max. <laughs> oh. Um, but but you know I I I think that. You know, I'm on the fence on this because I see both sides. You know, uh, I'm I'm going to defer to Max to let me get gather my thoughts here real quick again. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Max. That. Right, and I think he the article expresses the sentiment that is shared by most Americans. Uh, many people don't want to see. Uh, many people are not happy about about us. Just uh, we, we can't, on one hand, ignore the virus and say, "Hey, let's just all go out there and, and risk our lives and potentially die." 
And on the other hand, we, we care about our livelihood. We're not just going to shut our own economic engine down in, 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 you know, because of this virus. So there has to be a balance. And I think the author there is looking for that balance, which everyone is looking for. Correct. And that's where leadership comes in. Are we going to just sit home and, and wait to die anyway? Or are we going to step up? And face this crisis and and deal with this virus and and make it go away so we can get back to the business of living. It's a very very vital existential question. We need a plan. And the the the, the, the gist of this argument is of, of this article is he's saying David Katz is saying we need a plan. Yeah, it's it's okay. We'll 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 abide by the shelter in place. We'll buy, we'll abide by you know social distancing. But he said that's not a plan. What's the plan for what what are we supposed what are, I mean because people are going to be losing their minds and I get it. I get it. Right. We don't want other people to get infected and die right. who, who, who shouldn't have died because you go, you went out and, and, and um, didn't and broke so-called their so-called rules. But his questions are um, who is at high risk of severe infection? And if who, if, and, and who, if anyone is not, I, I think he's basically saying, let's figure out, let's devise a plan that says, okay, let's get America back open. But let's right. also make sure that we protect the most at-risk people, uh, especially the 50 and, year and up with underlying conditions. Um, is, is that a is that is that something that we that is is that a conversation that we need to open up and start having now, or is it too early? Absolutely, absolutely. Is it too no, early? No, I, I think we need to have that conversation now. We need to we need to be able to, to have a plan that ramps up. You know, as the president has said, you know, there's some areas that aren't affected, so those are the first ones that you know, that we open up. And then there's other areas, um, you know, where there may be more vulnerable or, you know, the elderly, those areas, you know, we we keep closed or we contain a little bit better, but we just have to have a plan and talk out the plan. You know, any plan you put together is, is modified step-by-step step as you go. Right. There's no one set way and that's it. And a lot of people just want one plan and, and you know, live or die by it. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. But you, you, you can make a plan and then just modify it. And, and Kevin, and, and, and here's, here's another problem that I have. You, as a leader, you're telling us what to do, but you're not providing us with any data. You're not providing us with what the problem is. It's kind of hard yeah. for me to say to follow your direction when I don't know where we're going. Exactly. You True. know, are we going off, are we going off the cliff? Give us, and, and I'm, I'm happy to see that, that the Governor Prisker finally released the data from the hospitals, who's in there, who's not, how many beds we have available. I mean, that's important data. That's important information to feed the people who are saying, you know what, why should I follow your shelter in, shelter in place? And you're not telling us anything. You All we see is, all we see in here is the number of people that have died, the number of people that have t- tested positive. But what about the people who have tested negative? What about the people that, are, that, have, that have only had gotten um, diagnosed with it, but they're living in, in, in mild conditions? This stuff matters to people and to their psyche. Right. Oh, right. I, got on I got on my soapbox again. Hey, Raquel. And, I, and you're right, John. And you're right, John. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. Correct. We don't have to forego one for the other. That's right. It. We can do this. We can we can get back to work and get back to life at the same time, manage this crisis. And I think that's the president's prediction. That is. You listen to the black and white on M560 answer. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's black and right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. Welcome back. 
to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Alongside Max Solomon and Kevin Stubbs. I always leave here feeling like I need another hour because there's so much more to talk about that, you know, Kevin and Max, I'm sure you know, because I sent you the segment list, there's so much more we can talk about. But, you know, that's pretty much it. We, we, this is the last segment. But before, before we, 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 I go and give you guys your one-minute closing, um, if you guys would ever pay attention to, if, 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 if we ever revealed our text message, we, we have a group, Raquel, George, Babette, and Alicia. If you guys ever saw our messages, oh my God. Raquel, would they be like, what the <laughs> right. heck is going on with that text message? <laughs> oh my gosh. If you put that out in the public, we're all in trouble. I do. Okay. So you, so, you said, why are we expecting here's perfection? The, here's the reality. Why is the choice binary? Like, why is it whether or not we're gonna, it's going to be okay or it's going to be horrible? Should we, you know, should we open America or should we stay sheltered in place? Right. I think that whoever, you know, those people who are suggesting that we start at least with the young, healthy people, um, or the people who are just healthy, you don't have to be young, but just uh, below the, I think 40 years old, I heard. Um, I also heard some other numbers. But let's say 40, um, and if you're over 40, if you're 40 with health problems, if not, you know, then you go to the next level. But what I'm, my point is that why can't we start? There, like, let's open up America to those who are healthy and who yeah. can po- possibly withstand it. Yeah. And um, so it doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be we're all stuck in the house for for months. And it doesn't have to be let's open it up so everybody can die. Also, we're not in a, you know, we're not living in some kind of fairyland. People die. And I don't want to die. I don't want any of my friends to die, any of my relatives that I left to die. I know that's a reality. But people, things happen to people, unfortunately. And it, it can happen with, and what I don't want to happen is we, we're you know, playing fast and loose with people's lives. Right. But I also don't want us to be so afraid, so stymied by this. That we can't live. Right. Does that make sense? It does. Hey, Raquel, Raquel you know, I, we, yeah. we, we're up against time, but thanks so much. And I, and I agree 100% with, with, with your statement. Right. Thanks for calling Black and right. right. She's right. So, hey, Kevin, what can people reach you? What are you up to? You have 30 seconds now because Raquel took um, two minutes of your time. <laughs> All right. No problem. Berman Township Republican Organization. I'm the comedian there. So you can reach me at... Uh, on Facebook at Berman Township Republican Organization. You can also reach me on Citizens for Kevin Soggs on Facebook. And my email is BermanGOP1 at gmail.com. Max? Yes, and I am the Republican candidate for the 38th district in the coming uh, election in November. I can be reached at MaxSolomon.org. Uh, it's time to turn our district uh, over and make it work again. I'm tired of this taxes and property taxes and the pension and uh, we're not seeing what we're paying in our communities for it. That's why I'm running. I look forward to November and I look forward to a win. Thank you. So I, I, before, we, before I close out the show, I want to um, just have my listening audience, please be praying for a good friend of mine, Teresa Clow, uh, her son, Matthew. Please be praying for her and his family. Uh, also, I want to make mention on April 12th, if you go to my Facebook page, you'll see a, a, a We Will Bow campaign. Uh, April 12th, we're seeking to bow and bow our knee in prayer Amen. to help America. Amen. Um, 
And uh, don't forget to go out and get my wife's book. She just sent me another message. Did you mention my book? Uh, <laughs> I, I better make sure. Yeah, you know. Uh, her, her, her third book, um, Beyond the Limits, uh, it's great. It's great. You can go and get it at DebraCAnthony.com or on Amazon. Um, just remember, guys, let's pray for our nation. Let's pray for the nations of the world. And let's never forget that when you listen to this show, it's okay to have a difference of opinion. It's okay to be a Democrat. It's okay to be a Republican. One thing that I want you all to know, that it's okay to be black and right. See you next week.